Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the Good Guy Show. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gooder Guys. I, you know, that's going to be my new tradition. I'm going to try to do a song. Do you know, open, open with a song? Yeah. So regale us with some beats. Well, I mean, that would that would have been fun in the '80s, especially as a white guy, especially as as a white Canadian. Probably, right. I probably would have been like fine, like beatboxing. Oh, you go, Canadian boy. You go, Jeremy. You go, Jeremy. It, but in the Bronx, probably they'd be like, eh, you know, yeah. Okay. You know, your name couldn't be any whiter, also. Really? Yeah. There was a uh, there was a bear and uh, in uh, it was like a claymation thing. It was a bear named Jeremy. Bear was a girl, by the way. Named and, Jeremy. Yeah, and and she was a, a circus bear. Okay. And she had bangs and what are those things where you have the two things? Ponytails? The, the, the roll, the, the rolls are buns. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so why I was think she it, named Jeremy. Huh? Why was she named Jeremy? I mean, have you met the French? I mean, amazing bread, great cheese, a few uh few social little issues, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh you so know. this was a Canadian show. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't. I, I was confused. I mean, I, you know, never know was French or Canadian. You know, is uh, very. Uh, you know, no one really let you know. Okay, so well, they let you know in the credits. As a child, you don't read those. Well, of course not. Like you know, <laughs> like uh, Canada or whatever. Uh, so okay, so the next five episodes, I will let everybody know that I'm donating uh, twenty five cents every time I say you know, and I've done it three times. I have to go back to the episode. Uh, every time I say, you know, uh, which is wasted airtime, I will donate 25 cents to the Downriver Delta Community Development uh, Corporation, which is instrumental in uh, working with Downriver communities as well as uh, the Fort Street, uh, Fort Street Bridge Park. So check it out. Nordine Brothers have a sculpture there. It's going to be great. There's going to be a kayak thing. It's right outside of Marathon. There's going to be a kayak launch? Yeah, it's nice. going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So uh, uh, check it out. And how big of a deal will it be? Huge. 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 So, uh, man, we are probably Wyandotte's number one art podcast. Wow. I think I'd go so far as to say we are Southeast Michigan's number Southeast one. Southeast Michigan's number one po- con- art podcast. Tony, congratulations. We, we, fi- we finally done it. We we done do did already. We right. done did it already. Um, and of course, uh, I am here with the lovely Tony Milo, and my name is Jeremy Hansen. You can find us both on the social medias, but you can just look for us. Just Google us. Uh, we're great. I am not the Canadian astronaut, however. By the way, there's a Canadian astronaut named Jeremy. So Hansen? if you Google Jeremy Hansen, you will find not not this bearded handsome boy. You will find a royal. Uh, Royal Canadian Air, Air uh, Royal Canadian Air Force, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, captain of so, of sorts, a scientist. I believe he probably has a couple PhDs. Very handsome, very attractive. Uh, great family, probably a nice, beautiful, you know. And uh, he uh, is a Canadian astronaut. So look at that. I I paint on acrylic pieces and also promote other artists. So him and I are we're not so different. We're not so different. No. I moved here from Vancouver and he went to the skies. 
You know what, though, Jeremy Hansen, astronaut, have you gone on the moon yet, bro? Yeah. Yeah, you're not so tough. You're not so tough. Not so tough. Um, real quick before we get our next uh, com- uh, our next uh, uh, conversation. Uh, uh, yes, uh, topic. Um, topic. I have been bewildered about by the amount of people who are considering the flat Earth uh, concept. Really? Which it, it's kind of troubling how ever, how we're so affected by. Um, being lied to all the time, you know? I mean, the government want, you know, eh, not to be too uh, conspiratorial, but the fact that the government's, uh, you know, not not the most straightforward. (laughs) You know what I mean? JFK for, you know, like, why, you know, like we've talked about this past, about conspiracies. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just very, you know, I mean, I'm to the point where I don't, I mean, I don't believe it. But I'm not just like, oh, you know, because I I actually haven't been up in a rock. Believe it or not, Tony, you haven't been up in a rocket. I haven't been ship? up in a rocket ship. You're not that Jeremy Hansen. I'm not that Jeremy Hansen. No. See, I I tend not to believe the flat Earth theory because we don't hear stories of people falling off. True. Yeah. Unless you know, that you don't hear, you don't hear on the news today. Three more people fell off, you know, unless, fell off of California. Unless, <laughs> unless they're murdered or something, you'd still hear about it. That's true. Well, okay. Well, you bring you'd up hear a good about, point. You'd hear you'd about people up, being thrown off. Then also, how much of an asshole would Buzz Aldrin be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Buzz Aldrin's he's. He's he's kind of an angry kook. I I believe there's one there's well, one flat earth one flat earther guy that tries to like you know step up to him like hey, you're a liar and you punch somebody over yeah, yeah, I, yeah I believe that was a I believe that was a flat earther uh, a well recognized one and uh, yeah so I mean what a dick move that would be to live this lie live, live this life you know <laughs> um so I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping that it's uh you know I. I, I, I've got tons of tons of bits about how the Earth is round, so please don't be flat. Please, please don't be flat. You've been building your whole com- com- comedy career on the fact that the Earth is round. That is probably the single basis of that. So, um, so if you think the Earth is flat, we would love to interview you um, on this show. Okay. If you think the Earth is flat, hit us up because. Send us an email at goodguyradio wow. at gmail.com. Or Facebook message us or Instagram. Or Twitter, but we don't know the password. Yeah. However, this if, person probably does. It, that's true. Because Flat Earth. Yeah. Dude, if you have our Twitter password, please let us know what it is. And you know what? Flat Earthers, stop being so charismatic. That's probably the deal. It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a hot girl telling you to like buy a Corvette, you know. Because, you know, it's like, yeah. Because you're going to listen because she's hot. All right. So that's like, uh, I owe like a buck 75 now. Okay. So in today's episode, Tony. Yeah. And then we decided, we we pre, I, I tried to pre-game you for this. Yes, instead yes. of us coming in a blind. Um, like we normally do. Like we normally do. Um, about uh, about an artist that I I kind of admire. I admire this guy. I admire this guy, and I, from, after from the reading 60s. about him, I admire him a bit myself. From the sixties, so you have you have Marcel Duchamp, which was he was a he was a modern modern artist. So modern, I believe modern art started uh, was pre like like right after the World War. War II, 
So you have modern art, which was like the the in, the impressionists were considered modern painters, right? And then I think until 54, 53 or something like that, and that's kind of stopped. And then that's when the uh, contemporary art scene started. Um, so this guy, well, we, this guy's considered a conceptual artist. conceptual, which is you know part of the you know, but that's a that's a label off of contemporary. Um, so but you have Marcel Marcel Duchamp, who um, he you know that the, he did the um, the fountain. You familiar with the fountain? No. So the so he was invited, and I don't know the the space it was New York, I believe, and this is one of his last uh, last attempts um to do a show or to be a part of a group show he was a, he was a brilliant artist a brilliant uh he was also a conceptual artist and he did these really cool round things uh um there's they were circular with the you know the, the they just look cool and uh i'm not sure i've never really dove into those works um but so he he did the the fountain he did a work uh, a number of work i believe there's eight pieces a number of work series that were found object art so he would find these objects and then he would call them art so found object he was the one that sort of stemmed that and made that a thing where you find you know i found a cup found object art right so he took uh, a fountain which was a urinal and he took it to the i'm gonna just spitball here i probably the, the modern museum or whatever and was invited to a show and he, he put it there he dropped it off and he signed it r mutt m-u-t-t-t m-u-t-t not three t's r dot mutt and uh there was a series of eight of those and there was and then he did coat rack he did uh i think he did a stool it's very very odd i went i went to the uh university of indiana to do uh to help a friend a video um she did a performance piece and was videoing it for her Brenda Obama, shout out Brenda Obama, check her out, awesome stuff. Um, and uh, I, I got to see that whole series, and it was really incredible because it's stuff, it's just stuff, it's stuff, it's old stuff, it's old stuff from like you know, I think, uh, I think he was around what this, you know, I think he was right after World War, World War One, I, I think it was when he made his work. You know what? And fact check. You know what? Fact check me, because I would love for you to fact check me. I would love for you to teach me, uh, and because I'm just spitballing here, because I really am not that prepared. I've been working all day. I'm trying to keep the gallery open, so um, <laughs> I don't have time to, you know, read or you know, I'm listening to funny things. I'm doing comedy and just you know, go fuck yourself. So um, the the fact that yeah, so 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 now we have uh, Monsieur Piero Manzani, right? Piero Manzani. So you know. Can you imagine if you like have some relation to him? I would love to have a relationship, yeah, or have a relation to yeah, him. like a second cousin or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, you never or no, there would be there'd be like a twelfth cousin, right? Yeah, probably probably be really removed. So Pier Pier Manzani was born. Uh, he was it, it, an Italian artist, and he was where was he? Born? I know he died born in Milan. Born in, in 1933. Right, and where was what city? Uh. Sanchino. Oh, sounds sounds luxurious. Sanchino, I believe. Can we, can we be can we be honest for a sec? Like anywhere you're born in Italy, I know that back in the day Naples was poor and stuff like that. But seriously, like you're born in Italy, you're getting you're getting fresh pasta, you're getting fresh tomatoes, you're getting fresh lemons, you're getting fresh herbs. Uh, probably once in a while, uh, an animal's killed for a feast. You're you're drinking like wine made by your, you know that's your your great great grandfather's recipe. 
No wonder, no wonder the Italians are not a big superpower, but just obviously very happy, and everyone wants to go there. Yeah, you know? it's true. And also, uh, by the way, uh, we're spending what? We're spending how much on a plate of pasta? And like these guys were like just doing it with their family, and like we're like we're like waiting like like we're like waiting on a guest list to get we're a reservation. Paying, we're paying what we pay, which is you know a good good chunk of change yeah. and it's not even fresh pasta not even fresh pasta not even like not even someone's grandmother made it you know that would be the real restaurant but you know just the fact that uh you know uh, the i think the italians figured it out you know i mean you got florence you got the, the david you know uh, good, good living you know the vat you know the vatican which has uh probably the uh, uh, a majority of the world's uh, art wealth you know so you know the Italians, uh, they figured it out. You know, I, could I, you imagine how much money the Vatican could make if they put just a portion of that art collection on tour? They they would be shut down because a lot of it's been stolen. Uh, back when, um, yeah, a lot of it was the, stolen. The Crusades and stuff like that. Bef- yeah. Yeah. yeah, during the Crusades. Yeah, well, the Statue of Limitations is over. Uh, this day and age, no, it's still happening. This day and age, it's like, now it's all forgiveness. It's like, oh, sorry, I fucked those boys. Uh, here's that piece of art back. Yeah. I, uh, you think that's, I, you I think, think that's what would happen? I think, yeah, I think that there'd be, there'd be some real hell to pay. Yeah. I don't know who's enjoying the artwork that they have. I don't know. They're, they've got I don't gold. think anybody's enjoying it. I think it's all in storage. You don't, you don't think a couple, a couple people is go, go in and check it out. Uh, no. no. Well, well, good luck. You know what they're saving it? They're saving it for when they build their spaceship to go to Mars. Yeah. Elon Musk already uh, asked them to. Already asked them to donate. Or, well, okay. Well, that's not why we're. That's not what the show. This show. Well, this show is about everything. But however, uh, Piero Manzoni. Uh, the reason why I know this guy is because of two famous works that I'm familiar with. Is the uh, Tony? Would you like to do the Italian uh, naming of them, please? Uh, no. You should though. I'll try. You should be. That's, you grew up in Brooklyn. I you are try. more just because I can speak French and Spanish and a little Italian, a little Russian. Who cares? I mean, whatever. I can hardly read, let alone speak. That's Italian. true. We're working on that. We're 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 day by day, day by day. T. So, which one are we going to talk about first? The let's, let's talk about the artist's breath. Okay. Oh, oh, did I? Bro- oh, I broke. Uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the Italian name for it. I will pull it up as well. Uh. Fiato di Artista. Okay. So, uh, Fiato di Artista. Um, why am I? So, basically, we're talking about, we're talking about, this is a translation of the artist's work, or the artist's breath, sorry. So, basically, this guy blew into. Now, it doesn't say, it doesn't say when he did this. Oh, oh wait, 1960. Okay. 1960. Okay. So, he, um, he, <laughs> this guy, this guy did, uh, you know, he did, uh, breathed into some balloons and he sold them he blew up a series of red white and blue balloons okay uh then he attached them to a wooden base and okay. inscribed them piero manzoni's artist breath well i'm in yeah i'm into it he which was also the fiazzola oh here we go now i wonder if any of these uh, are still in existence. Well, I'm looking at one right now, and it has no air in it, but it's on a piece of wood. And uh, oh, here we go. Um, 
Yeah, you know, yeah, oh, man. Because um, I would have to think that these balloons would just deteriorate and pop. Well, you, you think so, but time. let's be honest. Things were built a little bit better back then. That's so true. I think that some of the rubber still, I think the rubber still exists. I think it's deflated. Um, but, uh, you know, man, it's just, uh, you know, it's just wild. Back in the 60s, you're like, you know what? Mm, I'm going to do the artist. You know, I'm going to breathe into these things. And I'm going to sell them. He, I think he, they, they say he was making fun of the art world. So, so for those of you who don't know, Piero Manzoni, he breathed into a bunch of balloons that were red, white, and uh, blue. And he uh, did them at an exhibition. I, do we know? If, I don't know if he sold them or whatever. It doesn't. Uh, in the article, it doesn't say whether or not they sold. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them are museums. They're probably deflated and they're probably just sitting there. But still, um, what kind of? That's some. That's some balls, you know. I mean, after Marcel Duchamp, he was inspired by Marcel Duchamp. And there's another artist. I think he was a conceptual artist. He was inspired by. Um, but just, you know, it's just super, it's super funny. Like you want to breathe in this and I'm going to freaking, that's just my, this is my art, bro. It's, uh, it's definitely a, uh, it's a unique idea. N now, probably. Well then, right. you know, in but 1960, now, no. now it's not a unique yeah, idea. Right. At the time. Yeah. It's very unique. It's cool. It's weird. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So, which, okay, so that, I mean, that that idea, to me, that's cool, but it's not that interesting as, which is the other title of the other piece? Mirde di Artista. Mirde di Artista. So that's the artist shit. The artist shit. The artist shit. So he did these steel cans. Tin. They're steel, I thought. It says tin. Because I my understanding is that they were steel because you can't actually... Um, you can actually x-ray them to see what they are. So there's rumors. There's rumors of what... Of what's in there. What's in there. Could be plaster. Could be... That's plaster. That's the rumor. Uh, also, there's another one that there's a can within a can. Um, you know, so whether or not... But that, to me, that doesn't really... It doesn't really matter, I, I guess. The fact that... Um, you know the fact that what's in it—it's just the fact that he titled that and he and he pushed that and he said, "This is my shit." I mean, that's really... but beyond that, yeah, the way they were priced to sell—they were priced in accordance with the value of gold. Oh, so what he was saying was his art was his shit was worth its weight in gold. I I would not disagree. Just for the fact that you know, and the price was supposed to fluctuate with the with the weight fluctuation of of gold prices. How can you not? How why is Pierre Manzoni not some sort of national hero for this? Uh, this I think is a genius idea. I mean, I I, I can see I can see the wheels turning. I I believe yeah. that Tony, Mister Tony Malo. Uh, of the famed Gapo the Clown, uh, the famed uh, <laughs> this man has done wonderful car, he's worked for a numerous amount of people, he's put on wonderful uh shows and as a commercial artist. But I believe Tony is about to springboard in some into I, some real fine art shit over this here. guy has set the gears in motion, yeah, absolutely. How exciting is that? 
you didn't you didn't know who's liked it. You you I had no idea who this guy know, was. But you didn't know the world the I think that probably initially before this, you th- probably thought all this shit was this is all bullshit. It was like, oh, you're doing, you're doing. It's still essentially, it's still bullshit. I mean, he's he was calling bullshit on the art community when he did this, right? Sure, and uh, he was trying to make a statement, but he did it artistically. Sure, right. So, I mean, that's that's why it's important to make friends in the art world. And to get those connections, and then to uh, piss in a bag, I guess, Tony. Piss in a bag. I wonder if anybody's done that. Anybody sold a bag of piss yet? Probably, Tony. Let's let's be honest. Probably. Oh, do you know about uh, the Warhol, Warhol and Basquiat? They actually took copper pieces. And what, remember when you and I went there in yeah. Pittsburgh, and you saw those copper pieces in the wall that were discolored, and that was them pissing on them. Oh, really? It was copper. Yeah. So, you know. Thanks, thanks, Andy. I guess you know. <laughs> um, no, but it's it just it's inc- it's incredible to, and you now you see like you have both both spectrums, right? You have you have the uh, the really BS. Uh, I don't want to call them canvases because they're actually plastic, wrapped around wood. Maybe some like you know pr- whatever fake, glued together. What's that called? Fiberboard wood. Um, at you know, at one of those big, I'm not even going to name those guys, those big box uh, stores, uh, the store, you know, all the big box stores, even right. even the hardware stores that are really big, they, they'll have they'll have boxes and boxes of canvases stacked that have been multiple, multiply printed and people will buy them for like 125, uh, 50 bucks or whatever for their kitchen, their wall. It's yeah. like, oh, it's a nice uh-huh. little flower. It's a nice little mountain scene. It's a nice little whatever circle on a thing, right? So, um, you know, like, like, like Malevich, right. Uh, who did the white on white painting, that little square that I showed you uh, mm-hmm. on the white camps. Right. So, I mean, monochromatic work it was part of the whole, uh, the whole, uh, what's that movement? Um, um, Dada? not, not Dadaism. Was, um, it's the only movement I know. <laughs> no, no. That's what you call me at night. Dada. Dada. Um, no, the, uh, uh, Minim- minimalism, minimalism, minimalism. Yes, minimalism. So um, you know, there's, there's all there's all these really great art. We, last show we talked about expressionism. There's minimalism, and those all those all these movements have coincided. And even the the impressionists have never really stopped painting. They've always been inspired by the impressionists, and they've always kind of gone on and gone forward. I mean, even you look now, the, the impressionism of light versus uh, versus an object and the subject. You know, you do the impression. Uh, when you create something, it's like the impression of light. Oh, you know, you'll see people doing multiple colors on things, like a face and multiple colors. That's impression, you know. Right. Uh, you'll see surrealism, which is going to have a, a, a realistic point of view, but like maybe with a little bit more uh, uh, the idea of, uh, um, you know, uh, realism as well as uh, conceptualism. Not, uh, not uh, um, what's the word? Uh, not conceptualism. Um, well, you'll figure it out. I'll figure it out later. The, but just the idea of you know what it is, representationalism. Um, you know, you know what that thing is, and but they're doing weird stuff. You know, right. it's like uh, you know, like for example, Dali is probably one of the most famous uh, surrealists. However, uh, Amy Chenier uh, is also great. Uh, um She's also a phenomenal, uh, uh, you know, surrealist. Where you're taking like everyday stuff and you're you're adding uh, a different vibrancy to a different weirdness to it, a different uh, uh, representation, of right? Where, where it's where it's it's reality based, but it's like maybe 
takes you into a dreamlike state or whatever. Um, and now, you know, now you've got, uh, you know, you know, you've got the conceptual artists that are like, you know, they're coming, they're, uh, they're ideas and they're putting their weird ideas out there and their, maybe their philosophies, uh, you know, like, Hey, I'm gonna, gonna, you might, my shit's worth the same as gold. It's in a can now it's signed and numbered can is sealed. If you want to open it, you've destroyed the art. You're never going to know. Cans have been opened. Museums, actually, museums have been sued for destroying the work. Really? Yeah. Um, I forget what museum it was, but there was a museum that opened it up. And it said, or it's, it said it like, and they've been stored in bad, uh, you know, bad environments where they've exploded and things like that. And they've been destroyed. So there's been, you know, there's been some issues with that. So it's, that's kind of cool. And I think that's kind of the cool part of, like, cool part of an artist. Uh, another example is Jim Slack, uh, you know, who was a down downriver Detroit artist, passed away in two thousand one. Um, and Jim Slack, really, he, you know, he was an early day. He was a painter, uh, it, but he, he also made work that you know he, you know, he put oil on top of cha- uh, chalk and charcoal, and uh, you know, and that does not it's not adhesive. So you've got this layer. Also, using uh, maybe plaster or whatever, some bullshit house stuff. And it's not adhesive. It's not. It's not going to be archival. So it's going to break apart. So that's a. So you become famous. That's a. That's a restorer's dream. That all these museums have all these restorers. You think when you go see the nightmare, do you think that's never been touched? It's been. It's been. It's been touched up. It's been painted over. Really. It's been. It's been uh, varnished. It's been cleaned. Yeah, because, you know, because w- w- that was done what 1781, right? Right. Oh, okay. Well, smoking used to be cool um different environments you know where it used to be uh water damage all all that stuff and all these pieces are being restored so some of these artists are like you know they're they're giving uh they're giving restorers jobs you know some of these kids will you know they love art they don't want to be artists they go to museums to be restorers and make tons of money to restore a painting it's minimum around here in detroit minimum 175 dollars an hour wow to restore a painting the chemicals are very expensive, very hard to get. You have to be super connected to a community to know just what sort of acetone. If you used acetone on an oil painting, you're going to destroy it. So you have to have some lipid stuff like that. Yeah, there's there a lot, there's a lot that goes into it's it. Very, it's very convoluted. So just to look at a painting and say, oh, I don't like it. You know what? Good for you. That's fine. I and I'm and I feel bad for you. But you know, or a concept. You know. Oh, okay. Well. So I guess what I'm saying to you is that from this day on, and I hope that whenever you see something that you don't agree with, that you don't like, maybe you just sit back and be like, huh, well, this guy did put his shit in a can. <laughs> you know, and that might be that might be the new basis for how you approach art from now on. <laughs> oh, oh, just uh, you know what though? I just, hold the shit in a can at a much higher regard than I do hold some other stuff um oh this this uh this other this other drunk artist uh approached this other uh more accomplished drunk artist and uh they he erased his, and he erased his, his work. work yeah hmm. so you know that's that's what the beauty is about the world no one knows anything we all think we know something stop listening to the media stop making fake food uh <laughs> boobs more boobs on tv uh women uh women you know what i think that Women need to be equal. I'm all for equality. Uh, I I want to I want to learn more. Uh, 
uh, from the feminine side, you know, I want to be more connected with my feminine side. Uh, I just want to be cool, man. Which in cool. previous episode, just right? be cool. Let's just be cool. Just be cool. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we do appreciate you listening uh, to this wonderful podcast. I am uh, fortunate and blessed enough to be able to. I hate, I hate ha, you know. I should. I'm sorry. I should have said. I'm fortunate. Hashtag blessed enough <laughs> to be sitting here with with my brother uh, Tony Mello, the amazing chef. I I I texted him. Like, can I just tell you? I texted him today. I was like, dude, can I come at eight? Uh, I'm not hungry. We'll start right away. I'm really, you know. And he said all he did was okay. And I showed up at like eight oh five, and of course, and this guy, bro, still, the the house smelled beautiful. And he still made me a plate of vegetables and chicken, which is amazing. And I ate it like a champ because how could you not eat this man's cooking? You have listened to another episode. Go ahead, Tony. You 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 do this part. You do this part. I'm I'm gonna do the peace part. I, let me do the peace part. Okay, this time. you all got right, it. You go ahead. You you do all that stuff. You've listened to another episode of the Good Guy Show. Find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. The Good Guy Show. Uh, if you want to reach out and contact us, it's uh, email us at goodguyradio at gmail.com. That's it for today. We will see you next week. Peace.